Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. David Lewis grew up in Hamilton in the Western Districts of Victoria, travelled as a member of the Australian Youth Orchestra to China and Europe, before studying a music degree at Melbourne University. He continued his studies in Sweden and then Paris, where he graduated and stayed to perform in a range of contemporary music, jazz and African groups. Along the way, he met French chanteuse Belle Duberry, a meeting which led to a performing and songwriting collaboration with Belle, which continued into their group, the Paris Jazz Combo. It is my great pleasure to welcome back to Bent Notes, David Lewis. Welcome, David. Thank you very much, David. It's a pleasure to be here. It's lovely to have you in studio. Last time we spoke was 2015, and yourself and Belle were in a hotel in Adelaide at the time, and I recall the fun of having two phones in your hotel room and talking to you from this end. Right. Yeah, maybe um, Belle might have been doing an interview at the same time. or uh, no, Well, no. you actually both were talking to me. Oh, right. Yes. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a little bit of translating going on oh, that's as, right, yeah. as I used mm. some words mm. that didn't quite make sense. And, mm. uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful interview. So my oh. thanks for, what was that, seven years ago? And my thanks now for, for joining us here in studio. It's a pleasure. Growing up in Hamilton, out of the big smoke, did you have much music in Hamilton when you were growing up? There was an incredible amount of music in Hamilton for reasons that I've never completely understood, but the population of the town was quite small, about 10,000, but a lot of people living around the town because of the, um, the merino wool industry and lots of farms. I think there were seven primary schools in Hamilton. Now, for instance, my brother and sister and myself, we all had uh, different piano teachers. Oh, did you really? <laughs> in one, one in, town? In one town of, yeah, one small town. So there was a lot going on. There was a lot of there was a light opera company. Uh, there was a municipal brass band. The schools had choirs. That was uh, very rich. Yeah, we were very lucky. And when did you take up an instrument musically? Well, I started at school in choirs and you know, recorder bands and that sort of thing. But I I started oh, the good you know, old recorder. The good old recorder. Now we used to play um, the the latest hits. You know, so it wasn't that that bad. And um, you must have had some progressive teachers then, very and very passionate, and teachers who were more or less professional musicians themselves who were performing on Saturday nights. I started the piano at eight, then the clarinet, and then um, when I went to high school, the cornet in the high school last band. That's a big change from clarinet to cornet. It was, it was, and it was about uh, one teacher leaving the town and the cornet being the next best thing. How did you cope with the change of embouchure from the clarinet to the cornet? Did it take long to accommodate the new embouchure? I think I love the clarinet, and I still do, actually. I have a particular affection for the clarinet. I think it was more about sort of accepting that the clarinet, there'd be no more teacher, and then I guess gradually um, sort of falling in love with the cornet and then the trumpet, and I'm still at it. (laughs) (laughs) Still at it, indeed. 50 years later. (laughs) So you went on to study music at Melbourne Uni. That's got, right. Got your degree there. Were you playing professionally while you were doing that? 
I was. I was really lucky. This is sort of, we're talking um, the mid-70s. So as a young trumpet player, there were quite a lot of opportunities. You could actually, almost like a, an apprenticeship. I remember sort of playing in um, a toothpaste ad one day <laughs> where there were four trumpets, you know, something oh. you'd never see these days. And um, no. and getting um, opportunities in a, quite an array of different musical styles. Everything from, I remember playing in Brian Brown's jazz big band at the time, going down and playing in Holiday and Ice. In <laughs> fact, it's the first time I ever saw on a, on a musical sheet um, solo ad lib. Oh, and really? I said, and I said to the older trumpet player next to me, well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, you just, you just make it up, you know. That's what I did. So <laughs> it, was, it was very lucky being able to uh, learn and get experience in that way. What uh, head did you overseas? What sent you in the overseas direction? I met trumpet players who were from Europe who were giving masterclasses in Australia at the time. I suppose there wasn't a lot of professional, sort of solid, full-time professional opportunity. So like a lot of Australians, I decided to go overseas and, and study for a start. That's become more common. In fact, I, and a lot of people stay overseas too. Uh, I think they, there's a symphony orchestra now that they compose every year of all the Australians who are playing overseas. Originally, I thought I'd stay away um, a couple of years, but once I got to Paris, to the conservatory, and then into the freelance scene, scene there, I guess I never looked back. When you were over there initially, what style of music were you playing in, or were you playing across the range? I was playing classical music in the beginning, but I'd always been interested by um, improvisation. This is the early 80s. Even the classical music we were playing with was a lot of contemporary music, a lot of 20th century music. And after that, once I started freelancing, I started to gravitate more to improvised music. Still doing a, quite an array of things, you know, the Folie Bergère, going down and subbing there and lots of big bands. And then gradually on to groups that were, were touring, like you mentioned African music, Manu de Bango. I was in that band for, for three years. When did you meet Belle? Belle and I met in a show that was called the Cabaret Sauvage, which was kind of a review put together. It was really put together around a band called the Bashi Bazook Band, which I was a member. It had actually been a backing band for a singer who's still quite well-known in France, Arthur Ache. Once, once he'd, uh, in fact, once he'd fired us, we decided we'd be- <laughs> I have to say, I, we decided we'd better do something as a band. So the idea was a... Basically a review, but there, you know, there, were, there, were, there were comics, there were clowns, there were acrobats, there were dancers, and it all revol- revolved around the band and the music. So I was a uh, musical director, and Belle was the, she was the, you know, the lead singer. She was the main uh, singing attraction. So that's how, I originally, that's how we originally met. After that collaboration, we continued to work together, started what became Paris Combo. I love it when people pronounce things in the the appropriate manner. Well, you can say Paris Combo too. I mean, that's 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 the advantage of the name. It's international, so it is indeed. I think we should have a listen to a piece from the latest album, which is called Quasaco, and then we'll have a chat about Bell and the album itself. A piece called Would you like to pronounce it? It's Parisi Parisi. It means basically uh, lazing around. Well, let's laze around yeah. a bit. You're listening to Bent Notes, where my guest is David Lewis on Joy 94.9.
You're listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. My special guest here on Bent Notes is David Lewis, trumpeter and a member, founding member of the band Paris Combole, something like that. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I got well it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Now, David, we mentioned Bell before we had listened to that first piece from the album tonight. Bell, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Uh, she passed away a couple of years ago now, That's 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. What did Bell mean to the group? Well, I think that it was a group, but I think that um, it could well have been called the Belle du Berry group too, because she wrote all the lyrics and she was, you know, completely indissociable with the, the whole sound of the group. It's, a, it's, in, it, it's certainly impossible today to imagine continuing without her. So it's funny because when we first started, um, the French people would say um, to her, oh, you, you know, really, I really like your, your group. And the, the Anglo-Saxons would say, um, oh, we really like your lead. So they'd say to the group, we really like your lead singer. And there's sort of different points of view. But no, it's, uh, she was everything, you know, for the group. She wrote... I suppose, 100 songs, over 100 songs. That's a big library. Uh, yeah, over the period, uh, either for the group or for other projects that we did next to the group. From the time that you met her, David, until Paris Combo started really working as a, a, a group, what was the, the time span before you knew that that was what you needed to do? 95, as soon as we'd finished the Cabaret Sauvage, we started playing with the the group was already there. She had a group already with the other founding members, Podzi, the guitarist, and Francois, the, the drummer. So it was more about, I suppose, my coming into the, the group, started the process where we started playing less covers and started writing our own music. That was mainly, that was the main difference. And I think my collaboration with Belle also made it easier for her to put forward her own songs too. So we, you know, we became a, something of a duo as well within the group, songwriting and just uh, with a with a with a project in mind. So by '97, we'd already done a, the first album, which had it had a couple of covers on it, but it was otherwise it was all originals. Yeah. And you've done a number of albums since. What's the secret to the longevity of a group? I think in our case, it was actually stopping for five years. <laughs> right, having a break. <laughs> yes, because we had a first period of about ten years between 95 to 2005 where we did four studio albums and a live album that's a lot of work yeah it was a lot of work success came particularly with the second album so that we we found ourselves suddenly i think in two, the year 2000 we did 120 concerts including a, a first tour to to australia by the end of 2005 i think everyone was ready to to have a break so then we got back together about five five years later and then sort of started up again the energy reignited. Yeah, and it was um, Belle and I had also done a, a duo album in the meantime, which was also important for us to do something outside the group. I remember the cover of that album. It was a bit funny. Yeah. Yes, it was a of, comical f- cover. It, it was, yeah, I suppose you could yeah. see, see it as comical. We're sort of entangled. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's quite it's quite emblematic in a way, yeah. yeah. After that, we, we continued with the group and uh, we did one album where – the group wrote the whole album. Then I think since then it's been more Belle and I writing songs mm-hmm. for the most part, the last two albums. How did Belle's illness affect the production of music from Paris Combo? Well, actually, we 
We'd finished recording the recordings for the album, most of them just before COVID hit in 2020. Then we, while while the COVID epidemic was keeping everyone at home, we we finished, um, you know, vocal takes and bits and pieces, and we had it mixed. We had it mixed by the middle of the year. But her illness was so sudden that really she she had she was able to hear the album finished, uh, mixed. So it didn't affect the actual production of the album, but the ensuing sort of, I suppose, struggle to to, to then get the album out that was that was that was rather difficult. It took, right. took us took us a couple of years to 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 get it out there. It is a beautiful album called Quasaco with a question mark. What does Quasaco mean? It's an old expression from Provençal language, which is it's like a French dialect, and it really means what's going on, what's what's this all about, Kezako. It means you know what what is all this, which explains Bell's hand on on the front cover image of the the hands are outstretched. I that was why we chose that particular version of the photo. Yeah, mm. yeah, and the the album is in loving memory, Bell Deberry, nineteen sixty six to twenty twenty. It's an album well worth listening to, and we've heard two tracks tonight. We kicked off with a piece. We're going to hear Quiseco next here on Bent Notes. Where is the album available, David? In Melbourne, you can definitely get it at Basement Discs. Fantastic. I know that for a fact because I've been in there and I've De- seen it. Marvellous. <laughs> Recently. Otherwise, people can probably order it in Australia online, either through Readings or JB Hi-Fi. Or even Basement, too, I would imagine. All the usual suspects. All the usual suspects, yeah. And all the information we need to know about Paris Combo is on the web at pariscombo.com. That's right. A website that's got lots of great information about the various albums that have come out over the years for Paris Combo. David, it's been lovely to have you here in the studio again, or in the studio and speaking to you again. Uh, It's been nice to meet you, and thank you very much for taking the time out. Thanks, David. I did want to mention also that we did a um, a concert celebrating Belle and her songs in Paris in June, and there is a possibility that we'll come out with um, oh, wow. a group of four singers with the group to do that in 2023. A celebration of the music of Belle Duberry. That's right. Celebration of the songs of Belle Duberry, and we're in discussion with people in Australia about that. So oh, well, keep, keep us up to date with that, David. We will. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Thank you again, David, for your time tonight. Thank you for popping in and thank you for this magnificent album called Quiseco from Paris Combo. It's a magnificent album. Thank you, David. Let's have a listen now to the piece, the title track, which is Quiseco. You're listening to Bent Notes on John 84.9, where my special guest has been trumpeter David Lewis. Quiseco. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.